1: sporting dog adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by soggy acres retrievers my name is jeff fuller i've been breeding dogs for over 20 years and it is my passion we love putting best friends in people's homes and selling them that dream that dream of riding the truck next to you running around the field on a hunt or just being a best friend at your house. If you're looking for a high-quality Labrador Retriever puppy, please check our website out as www.soggyacres.com, or you can call me at 262-215-9683, or email me, sportingdogtv at gmail.com. Remember, whether it's yellow, black, or chocolate, everyone deserves a soggy dog. Here at the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, we are all about the dogs. As our listeners, we want to thank you all for listening. We want to ask you a favor. Please give us a five-star rating. Give us a thumbs up. Share us with your friends. If you can't support us financially, go to Anchor Support and support us there. We are only as strong as our fans and your help that you give us where we are going to spread our love for dogs and dogs in the field. Please share it to your friends and family. Please help us grow. Thank you again so much for listening to us. God bless. Hey, welcome to Sporty Dog Adventures podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Fuller, and we have a neat company and couple of guests today. We are going to have Dennis and Amanda Rose for, from DCT Kennels on our show, and it is also Amanda's birthday. So happy birthday, Amanda. I know you're 29 again. We would love to talk to you about your great product and your dogs. So tell us about your product.
2: Well, thanks, Jeff. Um, We build custom doggy crate so So that your kennel can be beautiful, we build this gorgeous piece of hardwood furniture that is an accent um, in your home instead of the ugly wire kennel. We have four Labradors in our house right now um, in addition to another one that's on the way. So we have always found that we needed to have...
1: kennels for our dogs it's interesting because when i had the tv show my wife always said that your company was one i had to talk to because they were so cool and of course being the great husband i ignored her and uh i was i was always too busy i was always trying to play catch up and you actually contacted us about a uh, male dog that we had for sale and it didn't come to fruition and then we started chatting and lo and behold we put something together
2: yeah. And now you've got our kennels and we ended up with more dogs. I don't know who got the better deal there. <laughs>
1: it's a match made in heaven. And the, the kennels themselves, I, I tell people, when people come in our house, they always say, oh my God, those things are beautiful. It's a piece of furniture. It's not a kennel. It is a piece of furniture. And if you ask my wife, she was cleaning them frantically the other day and was very upset because they were dirty. <laughs> I'm like, honey, they're their, their dog, crates they're gonna get dirty and she's like yeah but it's the nicest piece of furniture we own and we have two of them and they are they're beautiful
2: well thanks for that and the other thing that we love though is it gives our dogs a place to go like everybody in our house has a bedroom and every one of our dogs has their own bedroom quote unquote that they can go to you know Rosie um loves her little red one she runs in there all the time and just sits and looks and is like am I getting a treat or am I just taking a nap? She's like you know, and either way, she's perfectly happy. Um, Tank and Sophie fight over this hickory one that we've had for years. Um, It's an extra large, so it's way too big for Sophie. Um, Dennis is building her a new one because hers had the open sides and she really prefers the half wall side. So, you know, it's funny how their personalities and how they kind of choose which one really works for them. And then they own it. Like that is their space, just like our teenage daughters have their bedrooms that this is my space. So we really like what it offers for our dogs in addition to you know, what it allows us to have in our home and what it allows our customers to have in our home. Because you know we match all kinds of decors. We Actually, we're just in uh, San Francisco meeting with a customer who looks over San Francisco Bay.
0: She overlooks the bay. She has Golden Gate Bridge right out there, her uh, patio door.
2: Yeah, and she wanted something very, very specific, and we happened to be in town delivering, so we stopped by there, and boy, she's gonna have this kennel out of imported
0: uh, Hawaiian something. Koa? Right. Ko- yeah, koa, koa wood. Koa wood. Yeah, yeah. So
2: you know, we're always happy to to make something exactly what our customers need, so that then they can provide that space for their dog.
1: Yeah, and it's it it is. They are highly functional. I know we've had ours in our house now for what? You probably dropped them off about eight months, eight months ago. And they are they are holding up extremely well. We haven't had any nicks, any anything wrong with them. Um, and our dogs are not, they're Labrador retrievers. They're not easy on any furniture in our house. <laughs> no,
2: and that's what we build for. You know, we we consider it a hardwood floor. In the shape of furniture. <laughs>
1: now, as people talk about American-made, these are 100% made in America.
0: Yeah, everything is all hardwood. Um, we mill it down. We finish it all. Everything's made here in Elkhorn, Nebraska.
1: We try our best. Nope,
2: so. It's what definitely- kind of wood?
1: What now? What kind of wood do you normally make them out of? You, you obviously people can ask for. Where you're gonna have to, now you're gonna have to fly to Hawaii to like cut a tree down, or do you just order that type of wood?
2: You know, that's a good idea. But no, we, we have a couple of importers that we'll work with, but
0: our standard is maple. And then what kind of goes up from there, we've got, uh, we get a lot of fiddleback maple. I really love that stuff. It looks awesome when it's finished. Um, hickory. Uh, mahogany, cherry, uh, walnut.
2: you do a lot um, of walnut.
0: Yeah, and a lot of those just look good just as they are. You just seal them up, and the wood's beautiful by itself. Um, no stain, just...
2: Yeah. It is heavy though. Like there's been a few times, you know, I'm obviously not builder here that I've gone into furniture stores and looked at the furniture there with a different eye now. And I've come and asked Dennis, like, what's going on with ours because ours is so much heavier and like so much denser and it's amazing how little furniture is made with actual hardwood anymore so you know that's what we focus on is we use mills in the U.S. we bring it in it's actual lumber and it's actually going to last a lifetime again because dogs like ours get in them
1: (laughs) and you guys now we actually put dog beds in ours Uh, they seem to fit pretty good a couple of them are a little bit big but you actually can order dog beds for these and different accessories correct
2: yep you can get um, we have a partner that we use for the dog beds we're working on offering our own line of dog beds Um, and then we've got a few accessories now and Dennis is always looking to add additional ones so we've done some candle holders for the top and like little decorator boxes so yeah
1: I always find it humorous. There's there's occasionally um, where people will ask, well, can you put stuff on top? And I'm always like, well, you could, but if you have labs, it's kind of putting things on top at your own risk. I guess I could see if we had the Chihuahuas in them, we could have our TV sitting on it and it could, it could be that type of a piece of furniture. But I just don't think that it would last if we had our labs piling into it. I mean, honestly, a lot of them, they end up where these are where they hoard their toys and they will dive in there to get away. For another toy, Memphis and Scarlet actually—they look at it. it, It's a cage match. They—it's their octagon, and they go in there and they wrestle and bite on each other. It—it gets a lot of action that just doesn't allow for the size of our dogs to put anything on top.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so we—we've had good luck. I used to have um, pieces of glass that sat on top of mine. One, this really tall vase, um, and another was a tall blue bottle, and. And it really went well because the crate was so heavy, but no one was having cage matches. It was Tank and Rommel, and Rommel at the time was 13, 12. Tank was 9 or 10. They had their own side. They're pretty chill.
1: (laughs) So if people wanted to order, are there places online they can order? Do they call you? How does someone go about getting a DCT kennel?
2: So the best way is to go to dcthennels.com, and we've got it set up. It just kind of walks you through all of our options, Um, and you can go to our options page, look at the different woods that are available, all the stains, the hardware options, and then if you go through on the product page, it just walks you right through every selection that you can make. Now, if you can't find everything that you want there, like let's say you want a bench for the end of your bed that's got steps for your chihuahua to walk up, um, then you can call us and message us through the website, um, and we can put something together for you. Normally, we don't come to your house. That was just kind of a one-off.
1: <laughs> now, for delivery, do you deliver to people's houses? Do you have a delivery service? How does that work if I order something?
2: Well, previously, we were shipping them through LTL, um, but that has been really challenging. It's a challenging time for truck drivers out there, and we were having some damage issues, and we just felt like they were working really hard, and they weren't doing it on purpose, so we decided to start delivering our own, and so first it was Dennis and I, and now we've got a team hired. We have five regions of the U.S. that we go out and personally deliver your crate now so that it arrives in pristine condition
1: yeah you guys actually personally delivered ours here, and it was they they were quite heavy I remember uh what you you had one of your girls' boyfriends that you basically ordered to come along and used him as labor and uh I had my son here for the other half of the labor, and then there was Dennis, and I just supervised yes yeah. <laughs> they are heavy
2: but That's why we have Dennis. I mean, he's a Marine, so even if he couldn't lift it, he would.
1: Yes, veteran-owned, made in the U.S. I don't think you can you can have much more of the uh, uh, terms in there that people should really support in our country.
2: Yeah, we check a lot of boxes. If only one of us was a police officer. Oh wait, we know a guy.
1: Yeah, well, (laughs) we are huge supporters, and I'm a police officer. So there you go. That's why you should the army. So they. That would be, now Dennis will probably make a joke here, but that's fine. <laughs> but that would give you uh, a great, great avenues on why you should buy a DCT kennel. Yeah, and
2: if you are a first responder or military, um, make sure to reach out to us. We do a military discount. Um, so if somebody messages us, we've got a, a military code um, once we confirm that you are in the military or you're a first responder.
1: What does a single kennel cost? approximately and what does a double kennel cost approximately?
2: Our single kennels start with shipping at $11.95 and our doubles for a large double which is what most people offer is $22.95 including shipping so and then you know there's some options but for the most part we include a lot in that pricing so you got a lot to choose from.
1: And as far as the the single and the double they honestly, the, the room in them are big enough for two dogs. If you have dogs that get along fine. I mean, when we leave Memphis and Scarlett are our buddies, Memphis is 50 pounds, Scarlett's about 62 pounds. We actually put them in together and they just chill and take a nap together. It's they're huge spaces. And I don't think people, you probably can't understand how, how large they are and how comfortable they are for the dogs until you actually see one.
2: Yeah. And it's a little bit different because you can see through the wire kennel. So you don't realize how big it is. But the, an extra large wire kennel is the same dimensions as the inside of an extra large um, kennel for us. Um, it's just when it's furniture, it seems so much bigger. So we usually um, have people measure their current crate just to make sure we're meeting the needs of the dog too.
1: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of great options. Ours, are double, has drawers. And the four drawers that we have, we've actually separated all of the dog stuff, uh, whether it's training collars or toys that, that we don't always let them have or their, their bibs that they wear that Kate spends a lot of money on that I always just kind of shake my head at. They <laughs> are all in those drawers so that we have everything separated out for them.
2: Yeah, those drawers are awesome. The first time I got a drawer kennel, um Dennis thought well I thought that it was going to hold most of the stuff and Dennis just kind of laughed at me and was like oh my god you have no idea literally i filled two drawers with the dog stuff and the rest i didn't know what to do so like any of the linens that we didn't use very often or like party supplies you know like party silverware you don't use very often i put in the other drawers because it's actually sealed away from the kennel too so there's a full bottom underneath there and each drawer is segmented so anything that happens inside of the kennel isn't going to get into your drawer so i was able to keep stuff that you you wouldn't think you'd want to store in a door in dog kennel but it stayed perfectly clean um it didn't even get hair in there i was surprised
1: yeah no ours are it's well it's such a high quality product as far as how the drawers work and And there's, there's no gaps. I mean, I don't think people realize you can look at like some of your finest furniture when you go to a furniture store and this would, this would be in there with it. If you were going that route in your sales.
2: Yeah. And that's, I mean, Dennis is pretty picky. So he works really hard to make them better and better and better. And I just think, gosh, there's no way it can get better. And then he does something and it makes it even better. So that's kind of our goal is every single time just to do one little thing or just improve in one way so that you know we have the best piece on the market
1: and how long have you guys been selling these camels
2: um almost six or five and a half years so
1: you guys have seen some huge growth too because it's a great product and you're getting your name out there and it's really really rolling for you
2: uh (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) She keeps me busier than I could ever imagine.
2: Yep. And we continue to add woodworkers. We're always looking for good woodworkers, and Nebraska is a nice place to live. Um, (laughs) But we're hoping to add a larger manufacturing facility later this year. So, yeah, definitely big growth.
1: Well, that is fantastic. Well, we're going to end this part of the show. What else would you like to tell people before we cut to a training tip for everybody?
2: You know, just feel free to give us a call if you've got questions. I think a lot of people look at a piece of furniture online and they wonder about it and think about it. And then they're like, "Eh, I don't know. I don't want to bother someone you know, it's my job to help you. So send me a message to the website through Facebook. Give us a call. We're here to answer your questions. And don't worry, it takes people, you know, a lot of time to decide. Um, so if you're hemming and hawing, just give us a call and we'll help you.
1: And your um, website again?
2: It's dctkennels.com. And what were you going to say, Dennis?
1: Uh,
0: custom. We do probably 25% of our stuff Is pure custom. Somebody has an idea or a spot that they've got to fill and they're like, hey, what about this? What about that? We do all kinds of crazy things. So anything's available.
1: Well, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being part of this, part of the show. And will you guys stick around so we can talk about a favorite time in the outdoors that you guys have had in the past?
2: Absolutely.
1: Fantastic. Well, next up, we're going to have our gun dog training program, week number five. And then we will be back with Dennis and Amanda Rose from DCT Kennels to talk about one of their fond memories in the outdoors. All that and more coming up after this. If you're a serious person about the outdoors, or you love shooting, or you just want a great hobby, or all of the above, you need to check out Mech Outdoors. From their shot shell and metallic reloading to their clay target machines, you will get a quality product that will give you so much more enthusiasm about your participation in the outdoors, and also a great hobby that you can do with the whole family. Check out MechOutdoors.com for more. For the last 10 years, I've bought all my vehicles from the Boucher Automotive Group in Janesville. If you want to get a great Ram truck or a great Ford truck, my son actually bought a used Chevy truck from them. They have fair prices, they have a knowledgeable, honest staff, and they really stand behind their products. You can go on their websites, frankboucherchrysler.net or gordyboucherford.com, and find out the inventory they have. Again, I know everyone's saying that it's so hard to find a vehicle. We have bought three vehicles this year during a time that, quote unquote, you can't find them. They have what you need and they're a great company to work with. Check out Boucher. They ride with you every mile. Welcome back to the show. This is our training tip portion of the show. And again, we're going through our gun dog training series. This will be week six of the Soggy Acres gun Dog training series. So I hope it's helping you so far. We are in the fun stages of training now as we work with the dogs. We're to the point where we're starting to teach. It's not just teaching them how to learn and teaching them how to avoid correction, but we're actually working on teaching them. And I like to call this week, after I've worked with the dogs, this is where we're going to perfect the retrieve. We are now getting to the point where we're having the dogs come in, we're having them sit at heel, they're off lead, we're throwing the bumper, so a hand throw, releasing the dog on their name, having them bring that bumper back, come in, come into our left side and sit at heel, and then we take the bumper from them. So this is a week where we're gonna really be picky with the dog. We are working with them on their healing outside of the retrieve, and then trying to get them to perfect that heel when they do bring it back in. So we've got two different things we're doing. First on our yard work, we're gonna work with the dogs on healing. We're making sure that heel means sit next to us and have their spine basically in line and pointed in the same direction as our foot is. So we are gonna do proper healing. we're gonna put a dog back on a lead and we're gonna walk with them the way I work with this is I'm walking with them at heel. I'm telling them to sit and I'm getting them so they sit their butt down really quickly so that they're sitting where I want them to go. If you're having issues where the dog is not sitting quickly and they're kind of kicking over and doing a lazy sit or trying to come out in front of you and sit, this is the point where we're going to correct that. We're going to use our electronics as well as having the leash on them so that we can basically teach them how we want them to sit at heel. It's important because this is one of the building blocks we use when we're teaching the dogs to go off on a retrieve and teach a second or a double retrieve. So we want to work with them on their healing. And then we're going to transition this to where we're working with that in the field when we are perfecting our retrieve from heel and have the return to heel. Once we get them into the field, you're going to, again, have the dog seated have them seated at heel. So again, we're have there where their spine is pointing the same direction as their foot, and we're just gonna hand throw our retrieves. We're not worried about the distance or length. We're not worried about working in water. We're gonna do this on land, because again, we're gonna perfect this retrieve so that they are going out, they're picking the bumper up, they're coming back in and they're sitting at heel. It's funny, I try to do these where we are in open ground because I never even see where the bumper lands. The entire time I'm looking at the dog, I'm sitting them at heel and telling them, sit, good dog, sit, good, sit, good. And then I'm throwing the bumper the entire time watching the dog. A lot of times I'll give a harder sit, so I'll give a sit so that the dog understands you aren't just going to break and go and get the bumper. And then I'm going to release them on their name. So if their name is Memphis, I'm going to say Memphis. And then I'm going to release them, let them go out, let them get the bumper, let them come back. Once they have it in their mouth, I'm telling them, good dog, hold, good, hold, hold, good dog, hold, and giving them a lot of positives so that they understand I am doing what he wants. If for some reason they go out and they drop the bumper, I'm gonna command fetch and I'm gonna nick them with the collar. So I'm gonna give them an electrical correction and I'm gonna teach them, you have to have it in your mouth at all times. If they come in and they spit it at their feet, you're gonna tell them fetch and push the button on the collar. Have them again go down and grab it, pick it up, and then bring them around to heel. You might have to, as you're perfecting this retrieve, have a short leash on the dog or use the long part of the collar that's hanging off that, uh, that could be grabbed. But you're going to walk them around, sit them at heel the entire time, telling them, hold, good dog, hold, good, hold, and have them sit down and then take the bumper from them. A good tip on this, when you get to this portion of your training, dogs occasionally will try to basically spit the bird out as they see your hand coming in. Have your hand come from behind the dog's head to take the bumper because then you're not going to have that part where they basically auto, auto drop it for you because they think you're going to grab it. We want it to be where we're taking it from their mouth a commanding drop so that they are finishing their retrieve properly. Other things you're going to work on this week continue shooting a primer pistol around the dog. You can now use it with the dog where it's just the dog and you in the field and you're throwing the bumper and then shooting the primer pistol. I like to have it where you're having someone throw a bumper for you so that you're still, the the shot is still further away. Now the dog is on their own, but you are gonna get it so that they understand that the sound of a gun is a good thing because it means they get the reward of a retrieve. So work on that this week, work on your healing this week and again, it's not healing while you're walking. You start with walking, but then you're going to turn and basically think of it as going to all four uh, directions. You're going to go start at north, then go to east, then go to south, then go to west. Work with the dog on their healing, telling them heal, good, sit, heal, good, sit. And get them so that they're, they're healing properly so we can trans, we can basically transition this to where we're in the field and know, know that they're going to be solid on their proper heel. We're gonna shoot around them more. And now is also toward the end of the week on the last day or two, where I am going to take out frozen birds. I'm gonna throw them for the dogs, have them come in to heal, have them sit, have them give the bird. A lot of times if I have a dog that hasn't had birds before, at this point in training, I would suggest you just have them front finish. So good, hold and take the bird when they come to the front, not making them go through the full uh, formal retrieve but you're gonna have fun with them where they can go out, they can get amped up, they can have birds, they can work with them. Now's the time where we're gonna work on our hold on birds as well. Make sure they aren't chewing on the birds, dropping the birds a lot. If they are, go back to where they have birds in their mouth where you put them on a leash so you have control of it. But your dog should, in theory, go out, pick a bird up and bring it back. So now is where we start to really have fun and the dogs are gonna have fun. Next week, we're gonna start working with them on their uh, in-field retrieves. So now's the time to progress it. And one other thing to work on is using a whistle as your, your recall. So you use the whistle, throw the bumper. When the bird dog has the bumper in their mouth, beep, 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 here, beep, 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 here, good dog, good dog, hold. Again, giving these commands over and over again. Keep in mind, we want to have it be where we are 80 to 90% positive, 10% where you have a negative, where it is the collar or a deep uh, a voice correction, but try to make things even more positive now so the dog's really having fun and we start to create momentum when they're working in the field. So I hope that helps on this week's uh, gun dog training tip. Again, this is the start of week six. We are gonna have fun with the dogs. They're gonna start to really build. We are now officially halfway through our training program. So stay tuned for the next part of a show where we're going to be back with uh, Dennis and Amanda as they uh, talk more about DCT kennels, but also we're going to hear about their time in the field that they remember most. It's a fun hunt that you want to hear about. All that and more coming up after this. I am going to be the first to admit that sometimes kennels are kind of unsightly in the house. My wife, for years, was telling me how we needed to find something that wasn't just a kennel, but a piece of furniture. She showed me DCT Kennels a long time ago, and we finally got with them, and we have partnered with them as a sponsor for Sporting Dog Adventures. DCT Kennels is more than a kennel, it's a piece of furniture. It is high quality. American-made, and something you need as a focal point in your home. For more information, check out dctkennels.com. You will not be disappointed. The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly sponsored by Trepanion, medical insurance for the life of your pet. Trepanion is trusted by over 500,000 owners and breeders, including myself. As a member of Trepanion's Breeder Support, I give all of my buyers a go-home offer so they can try out Trepanion coverage for their new pups. I also love that they are the only pet insurance provider that can pay your vet directly, which means you don't have to wait for reimbursements when you take your dog to a participating veterinarian. To learn more and sign up for Trepanion's Breeder Support Program, visit trepanion.com breeder and be sure to tell them that Sporting Dog Adventures sent you. Hey, welcome back to Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. We're here again with Dennis and Amanda Rose from DCT Kennels. And we wanted to have you guys, as we we have in the past, talk about a time that you've had in the outdoors that was really memorable and maybe a lesson you learned from it.
2: Sure. We have, I mean, there's two that immediately come to mind. One was from my birthday. um, Which is today. Which is today. Uh, just in case everybody doesn't know, today is my Yet yeah, yeah, again,
1: happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but we had gone hunting with a group of Dennis's friends um, at an outfitter called...
0: Turkey Creek.
2: Turkey Creek, out in western Nebraska. And were you
1: turkey hunting?
2: No, we were upland hunting. And this is also my first time hunting chucker, which was awesome. Um, And we went out with these friends and we had a great time. Okay. That was like a month prior. Then like one of the last hunts of the year fell on my birthday and Dennis is like, let's go. So it was just him and I. Which
1: is again today. Happy birthday.
2: Again today. Thank you.
1: National holiday.
2: Yes. But it actually was snowing much like it is here today in Nebraska. It was really, the term is blizzarding.
0: Yeah, it was cold and sleet, and if you were going to pick a day, it wouldn't have been the day to go hunting, but we still had a great time. We
2: did. We went out, and did they, have, they had two dogs, two pointers, um, which I, I had never hunted over pointers until the previous time that we went out there, um, so it was a great time. I think we walked for two hours. We got 13 birds and one that didn't fly far enough away.
0: Yeah, we did a a half-a-day hunt, um, which was really good for as cold as it was.
2: Yeah, so we were out there a long time, and and I did learn that um, birds have to fly away. So when birds fly up and they get caught in the wind wind coming at them, they can't fly away. Um, And unfortunately, if you shoot them like that with a shotgun, there's not a lot of bird. So that was sad um and did not work out well on my birthday again today um (laughs) but we had so much fun otherwise those the dogs worked really well and you know growing up we both had been hunting numerous times um and you go out and you walk the field and walk the field and walk the field and you see three birds and two of them are too far away to shoot so to like have that experience um of getting so many birds at one place at one time. It just made it super fun and kind of drove our desire to hunt more um, and then take our girls. and, uh, But it, it was an awesome day. It ended, though, with me being so cold. Like, so cold. <laughs> so this place offered all the alcohol and all the food that you could drink and eat when you were done while they cleaned your birds. And we sat there and I had quite a few whiskey and Cokes waiting to feel better. And it was maybe. But
0: she sat there and shivered and her teeth chattered for like an hour or more before she got warmed back up.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But you know, I was so excited about it and still look back. It was probably one of our favorite hunting trips. Um, Just, we had so much fun. We've done a lot of deer hunting and, um other times, but that that was a really great day. We had a lot of fun and who hunts during a blizzard. So
1: <laughs> and you learned another lesson, which was wear warmer clothes.
2: I don't know that there could have been any more warmer clothes. I had a down jacket, I had this Cabela's insulated sweatshirt, my little underlayers, everything. It was it
1: was cold. <laughs> uh, you gotta have Dennis buy you like a heated vest or a heated coat. I've got a heated vest and two and a uh, heated work coat and a heated hunting coat. And nothing says love more than when you can push a button and it gets warm.
2: Oh
0: yeah, huh? And that it is a real but that kind of takes away I'm from birthday. the uh, yeah. what do you say, the ambiance or the uh, atmosphere or something like that, doesn't it? <laughs> when you're nice and toasty warm, when it's
1: that's like cheating i used to think that too and i used to i used to think gosh those guys that sit in those big tree towers they they sit up there there's no wind on them it's like cheating yeah i have those now i'm old (laughs) and i have heated stuff and i like being warm and then when i work with dogs I, i i have heated a heated coat on and i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of over the the feeling like i have to be a manly man now and you can call me what you will but you can call me warm yeah yeah, yeah.
2: something tells me um, we don't actually go out as much when it's cold anymore now that we've got uh, gotten older so maybe i should get Dennis a heated jacket and one for myself and then we'd go out even more into because in, in nebraska ends the 31st Is that the last day for game farms
0: uh march yeah end of march yeah uh that's why i like uh archery deer season because it starts in september and you're not out there freezing so bad setting in the in the stand
1: so <laughs> yes true that unlike
0: uh muzzle loader and stuff at the end of the season it's like yeah yeah
2: <laughs> yeah so we also try to take our girls out early in the season we have a junior and senior. In high school and we try to make a point to get them out and get them shooting and have them understand gun safety they love to shoot trap
1: yeah um
2: someone's gonna go onto the military but definitely like to get them involved as well but we don't take them out when it's super cold we try to all positive experiences like a puppy
1: (laughs) there you go well thank you so much for being on our show today and i heard it was your birthday so happy birthday
2: Hey, thanks for that.
1: I hope Dennis buys you a heated coat, heated slippers, and <laughs> takes you to a nice dinner.
2: Yeah. And today would be, wouldn't they be on clearance now at the end of the season? It's a good day for him to go get that for me.
1: Well, you know, I have I have all Milwaukee brand stuff. So they're they're nice. They 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 hold up and and you know, nothing like it, like I said, nothing says love like a like a heated coat.
2: Okay. I will make sure that he understands that. <laughs>
1: No, thank you so much for being on our show. Again, if people want to find your products, where would they go to find them?
2: They would go to dctkennels.com.
1: All right. So, yes, if you guys can check out DCT Kennels, they have a great line of products. We have two of them in my house. My wife wants to talk to... DCT Candles again to get one more for our other house, which I haven't told her yet that I would tell them. I guess I just did. And we will have probably a third, but it is a high quality product. It is a piece of furniture. It is something if you are a dog aficionado like myself, you need in your house. Please check them out at DCTcannels.com. Thank you again so much for listening to this episode this week. Stay tuned for next week's High Flying Adventures as we're back with a great interview. All that more coming up next week. Thank you so much and God bless.
0: Sporting Doubt Adventures, run, Boy, Ron. Everything you need is here under the sun.